What is up? How you living? How you doing? It is the L-E-F-K-O-E man. And today, I don't have a guy that was born in Lincoln, Nebraska, went to Colorado, came out of nowhere. It was an afterthought in the draft, came as one of the most explosive running backs in the league right now. I'm not on the call right now with someone that is underrated or ready to put a spark back into this new SoFi Stadium. I am talking with the one, the only. Austin Eckler, Twitch streamer, who is ready to take over the world as the first fully engaged Twitch streamer in the NFL. He's got his initials on the wall. Austin fucking Eckler. How you doing? Hey, yo, Adam, I appreciate that intro, man. That was epic. That was like, I'm doing well, though, man. I'm doing well. Glad to be here. I come on and he's wearing big headphones. And I said, I am not going to oh, be yeah. outdone. Even though I'm in an Airbnb, we're making it happen. Hey, find a way, right? So... Listen, man, I was ready to talk to you about all the football stuff. And then I did my little research and I see these Twitch streams. Oh, yeah. And I see you talking to the community and I see you giving out my favorite thing right now sports cards hey. and you're signing memorabilia. You see the community. And I just want to know is this something that you like watched a lot as a kid and said, I want to do that? Or. Did this come out of nowhere and you were just enjoying content and said, I want to play? Uh, you know, it's kind of been a mixture of both. Um, you know, before quarantine started, uh, I kind of watched Twitch here and there, had like a little YouTube channel. So I, I've been interested in content and I wanted to start creating my own. And I found just my passion in watching Twitch. I was like, you know, I want to try that too. Um, but I didn't, at first I was like, oh, I want to play video games. Like I see other people doing on Twitch. And then quarantine happened and it was, it was like an opportunity. It was like, there's no new content. Well, there's very limited new content coming out. Yes. And so... I was like, well, this is an opportunity for me to, you know, get in touch with my community. And at the same time, the things that I would be doing in the off season, as far as uh, signings and meet and greets and things like that, where I'm actually interacting with fans and, you know, new fans and, you know, getting my name out there and keeping it relevant, that was all gone. And so now it's like, okay, I have to try to figure out how I can keep that up. And so it came to Twitch where I can have as basically as active as it can be, you know, they're in a chat room, but I'm, they can see my face and see me react and read their chat. Uh, it's just a way for me to engage. Seeing the face is big. It, it really is. Because what what's the number one thing they say about NFL players? You can't, yeah, we got a helmet on. The mask we got on. a helmet, man. Yes. You can't see us. Yeah. So that's why I like to get out and engage. And so I'm doing giveaways and things like that to keep people excited, people engaged. And, you know, I get a lot of retention because of it. And I've been growing pretty fast and I'm loving it. Old mindset was athlete that spends time engaging with fans or trying to get name out there is focused on things other than football new age mindset that i would like to shift is how does you engaging with a community help you play football or help you represent the chargers um that's a great question because yeah i think it's it's seen it in different ways depending on you know your background and where you come from i'm saying for me it's important because you know, we're coming into a new situation. We have a new stadium, new uniforms, kind of a new vibe around LA. And for us as the Chargers, especially. And so it's kind of, let's, hey, let's capture, let's create some excitement and keep kind of the excitement of the Chargers going. Let's, let's talk about your quarterback situation. And then the other thing would be, what's it like not having fans in the stands? Yeah. And, and so in none of those questions, do you ever get to talk about you? That's fine. I mean, I don't need to talk about me all day. I get bored talking about me. Let's talk about some other things that are interesting. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not super interesting, but if I talk about me all day, but uh, yeah, I get those questions oh. in my Twitch all the time. And I answer those in public all the time, interviews and stuff like that too. And it's just, it's a relevant question that people want to know. I guess I'm more curious though, in terms of um, the NFL player 
and all that's expected of you guys right now. And what I see, what I really loved when I watched your stream was the connection that you were making with people, that it was very genuine. Mm. And I see a lot of the NFL players that I know, it's very cut off and very private. And, you know, I see other guys like Juju doing it. And I see it, it gives me vibes of stuff I see in the NBA where I feel like that conversation is a lot more two-way, where sometimes NFL commentary is, I need you to get insert amount of yards. Mm-hmm. And I think it was it was really cool to watch. Like I'm, I'm really coming off of watching it like 15 minutes ago, being like, hey. Austin Eckler is this new breed of kind of an NFL player that I really think is a... It's like a it's like a fan base driven athlete instead of just a statistics driven athlete. Like they care about you as a person. Exactly, and that's that's a big reason that I do stream as well. It's to show, hey, I'm not just a football player. I'm more more than that. And this is where you can you know talk to me, ask me questions. I'm gonna tell you about myself and get to learn my personality as me as a person. And uh, like I've met a couple of people that have watched my stream, and they're like. I forgot, like, I forgot you played football. Like I thought you were just, you know, totally. I was hanging out with you in, in the stream, you know? And they're like, yeah, like, yeah, I play football too, you know? <laughs> and so when I can make, there a- when I can make that no, connection, it, it's, it, that's more genuine. And they're like, Hey, I, like, I like you like for who you are and what you're doing for your community, you know? And then football is a, a bonus, you know, that might've been the reason they got to me, but then they've been in my chat or my stream for so long. Now they just feel like we're like, we're chilling bros hanging out. It's funny with, with streaming, as it picks up steam, the numbers are always cool, but it's more of the names that pop up that are always exciting. If there was a, a person that would pop up in your stream where you would go, holy crap, I can't believe they're watching, right. who would it be? So it's actually, I've had that happen a few times. Um, actually, one of, so I, I used to play League of Legends a lot and I used to watch this guy, his name was Charismai. And he's out in LA too. He streams like every night. He's got like a couple thousand people watching him every single night. And I was dropping his stream and say, what's up? And he, he's like, he's a fan. And so he dropped in my stream one night and dropped me like 50 subs. And I was just like, what the hell? It was subs with like basically like a little donation. Uh, get you some stuff yes. for those of you that don't know. And I was just, I was just straight fanboy, And I was like, oh, let's go. Like Karismai's in my chat. Um, I've had a guy, his name's KK. He's a big, big YouTuber, plays Madden. Um, and YouTube is the, does the YouTube route, but he has a little stream yeah. and he's been himself. There's a, been a few times, but I feel like uh, it's it's not necessarily the big ones. I just like the small support from, you know, some of these medium size. It's just people that I watch. It means a little bit more to me. And how do they react when you go into their stream for the first time? So, yeah. Do you remember yeah, those? Yeah, I do. Because Charisma, he knew who I was. So I dropped a sub. And he's like, oh, Austin Eckler. That's Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> you know, running back. You know, they, he was kind of fanboy too. So it was like a mixed feeling of like, hey, like we both have to respect for each other. And we know who each other are. So it was pretty cool. What? How about this? What person that you would never expect to be on Twitch, that if their name popped up, you would in your head, not just about you, but also like where we are with streaming and where we are with Twitch. Wow, this has really gone mainstream. Like whose name would pop up that you go, whoa? Uh, Anthony Lynn. <laughs> An- the head coach. Head coach. If, Anthony if I Lynn. saw Anthony Lynn, it, the legit Anthony Lynn, because I have some trolls that put like, a, they'll make an account named Anthony Lynn and come in and yeah. try to talk to me. But if Anthony Lynn, I saw him on a video on Twitch, I would know it was mainstream then. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> that's when Twitch has officially reached the exactly. masses. Exactly, him or Philip. Anthony Rivers. Lynn, him or Philip Rivers, because I feel like <laughs> Philip stays out of like the the media and stuff like that. So that would be another totally. You know, that'd be sick. That would be but, hilarious. 
Anthony Lynn is one of those guys that when I watch him talk, I go, if I was casting a coach in a movie, it would be you. Really? It really like he's, is. It's so, it's so perfect. Mm-hmm. I love him, man. He's just so much, he's so much business and so much just holding everybody to a certain standard, you know? And then when we get out the field, okay, now it's more personal. Like, Hey, what's going on? How's your family? Mm-hmm. How you doing? But when we're on the field, man, you're just mm, tight. You're just, all right, let's go. What's my assignment? What do I need to do? How I got to do it? Cause if I don't, I know I'm going to hear about it from coach Lynn or my coach, you know? And that's a certain standard, a certain standard as far as like if, if you're not running or if you're not doing the things that he thinks you should be doing as far as the amount of effort or the amount of production, uh, it could be just just standing back behind the cones, for example, just the discipline at practice. Then he's going to let everybody know he's going to say he's going to stop practice. He's going to make a start over and we're going to make sure we're, we're just, you know, crossing our T's and dotting our I's. Mm. So he holds everyone to the, everybody, coaches included. That's got to, it, there has to be part of it that's refreshing as hell with that. Like, I feel like the media always is like, man, it's got to be tough for those players. But I always think like, if our bosses don't have a standard that they're holding themselves to, then we're just going to sit over here and complain about exactly. it. Exactly. You know, like I, I, there's, everyone's like, wow, that's going to be tough. Or it's like, wow, they're completely setting me up to succeed at my optimal level. Exactly. And so it's, like I said, it, he, everyone's like tight, just making sure they're doing the right thing and making, making sure they're holding that standard, which is ultimately helping us but at the same time, making us better, you know? But at the same point, I know you have Melvin on the other side. I know you have Derwin on the other side that guys that are like, cause Lynn is an offensive guy. Yeah. Your Lynn's a, he was a running backs right. guy. Is there ever competition be- between some of those defensive guys that I know like to talk and like the offense, like a coach like Lynn? Does that ever happen? No, no. In a, in a fun, good way. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah, in a fun, good way. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always yeah, fun. Yeah, in a fun. Always good fun. Way, for sure. For sure. Uh, I wouldn't say as much with Coach Lynn. It's very limited, but, you know, between some of our other players and coaches, yeah, more so. Coach Lynn, uh, not, as, not as much. It's very rare with him. <laughs> I when When he was in Buffalo – I was amazed at some of the run plays that they would do and the action of their offensive line. And I feel like that's carry over to you guys. And everyone always talks about passing game innovation. And I feel like Anthony Lynn and like a little bit what I saw in Baltimore this year and Shanahan, but like Lynn's running concepts are wild. And I'm curious what it's like for a running back to have that. Uh, I feel like being a running back with Anthony Lynn as head coach, you know, you're kind of up on a little more of a pedestal as far as the standard, just because he has so much experience with the running back position. Uh, so I like to say we get a little extra love at practice because uh, he's always got his eye, uh, us on his eye out of the corner of his eye. He'll be, he'll come running over if he sees a drill that we're doing that he thinks we need to alter or whatever he wants to add to it. Mm. Um, and it's, it's funny. To, it's funny. Like, cause uh, our coach will have a drill set up, especially last year, our running back coach and our, uh, coach Lynn had a, had a, like a brotherly relationship. So, uh, coach Lynn would come jogging over and, you know, Fredo was our coach last year. Running back coach Bay, oh, here we go. And coach, <laughs> coach Lynn would come up and start messing the drill, totally alter it. All right, we're doing this drill now. And Fredo would be like, all right, heck with my drill. I guess we're doing this now. But, uh, no, Man. I remember even my rookie year too. Um, I think we were running some zone on what we have. a We have what call, is called a grid. So it's like lines on okay. like what, you know, this play, this is the line you're supposed to be on. So you get your muscle memory down. And I think I was like off the line by like a half a foot or so. And here comes Coach Lane coming over. Oh, do that again. I was, and that's when I was before I made the team. So I was like, oh, my God, I was still number three. Like, oh, I messed up, mm. you know, so that day. 
after practice, I was out there running the grid by myself, just making sure, because, yeah, he's always got his eye on us. But it's good, too, because it keeps us, you know, sharp on our assignment, you know. So I love Now, it. I don't know this. Did he play running back? Yeah, he played running back slash, like, fullback and a lot of special teams. Yeah. Tell me that the footage has been played in the media. We, like, ha- I haven't seen any footage. <laughs> you haven't seen a single play of Anthony Lynn? I haven't one single play of Anthony Lynn. Can we pull it up? Let's pull it up. I, even if we don't get it right now, this should be a stream that you do on right. your Twitch that, channel. Hey, that is a, look at this guy, man. Bang, man, content, you content. Twitch channel. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah, I know. Um, but I, I think that's – it's so cool because, you, man, when these guys get old, you don't think of them as the player anymore. Like, you just don't. Right. Like, I, I have this all the time where I'm watching NBA games, and I look at the coach, and it'll be like Rick Carlisle of the Mavs. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'll be put where, watching ESPN Classic, and it'll be like an old Celtics game, and it's like Rick Carlisle for three, and I'm like, that motherfucker balled, yeah. and like, and like hit big shots in big moments, and and somebody like Lynn, like Anthony Lynn, looks like one of those guys too that he's been in every coach's room ever, he's seen every strategy succeed and fail, nothing's getting by him. I just there, there's something about, and plus what he has done in Africa with like building communities out there is like. I don't know. Anthony Lynn, I just think, needs more credit as a great coach, as a guy on the field and off the field in the NFL. 100%, just saying. 100%. 100%. And I feel like a lot of it just comes from, you know, the stigma around, like, the Chargers. Like, oh, we moved in. We're, like, the outsiders coming into L.A., you know. So we're trying We're trying to create a culture right now. We're trying to change it. You know, we got to win some games up here and uh, create some buzz around the Chargers. I'm going to alert. I'm going to alert everybody right now with Austin Eckler on the podcast. <clears throat> The Chargers will have a better record than the Rams this season. And it's not even just going to be in record. They're going to look better in almost every phase of the game. I know that they have Aaron Donald. I know that they have Jalen Ramsey. And you know a bunch of the guys on offense. But if you've looked at the Chargers roster, it's arguably one of the best two deeps in the NFL. Not sure if you saw their defense. And I don't know if you saw their weapons on offense. But they're fucking crazy. With Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler and like they went out and got Brian Balaga in the offseason, the right side of the off, like, and Tyrod Taylor is good, and Herbert looks like a gazelle. That's in a, that's maybe in a year or two. But I just I think the Chargers are a better bet than the Rams. And I'll, I'll say it with you here as proof. Hey, man, all I'm saying is I'm super excited about our team this year. They're looking at us. We're just doing walkthroughs right now. We're not running, doing live reps yet. But uh, I, just, I just have so much fun because I just know the potential that we have out there in the field, and it just gets me juiced to go play football with these guys. And so I, I, I'm agreeing, man. I'm agreeing. We got a lot of exciting players I'm, I'm looking forward to in the new stadium, too, to go ball out with. You said in your video that the new stadium was one of the most incredible human creations you have ever seen. There, we are, there have been things like the pyramids or the Leaning Tower of Pisa right. or the Great Wall of China. You're putting SoFi up with all so, of them. Here's the thing. Like the pyramids, <laughs> that's great. It's giant and it's just a big, I mean, it's a big pyramid. I mean, that's like, that's really cool with not like limited technology, but now we have the technology to make, you know, it's up to date as far as what we're doing right now. And I think you really see that built into the stadium, not just like, I mean, you've seen like, sure, the stands and like the big, like uh ribbon like whatever it is the i don't even know what you call it or the jumbo the tv screen yeah it's like like a donut kind of thing like that's great but like walking through just like you know the owners like suites and then the other suites that are there the suites in between every single level um just how you walk in 
on ground level and you're already on the eighth floor because it goes down 100 feet into the ground like that's that's something super unique that's so dope. yeah you walk in park your car walk in and it just opens beneath your feet and it's just that's like that's like roman gladiator it really stuff. is and so the first time i walked into that it just gave me the chills and i was just like <laughs> you know i'm just like let's go man and you know for the players we have to drive down to the field obviously if the if the field's on the ground so we have to mm. drive down this little tunnel about 100 feet underground and then we come down and yeah it's just you know for compared to dignity health it's just like wow this is this is definitely uh the you arrived stadium for sure <laughs> How much does having to play last year in that stadium make SoFi that much more like, I can't believe what I'm seeing? It, you know, it was like the transition basically was was dignity health for me. I, I mean, I played in front of like 200, 300 people, maybe a thousand at the max in college, you know, and so I came into dignity. Wow. Yeah. Tiny, tiny. So <laughs> that's a different story. I came into, you know, Dignity. And I was like, damn, it's a lot of people. And then I went to my first away game. I think we played the Broncos. And I was like, oh, this is a lot of people. Like, what we have, I mean, it's it's okay, but this is real here. And so now I feel like we're going to be in that presence, but in a, you know, a more modernized stadium, too, with all the lights and all the flash and all that stuff. So. It was such a thing that people made fun of where it was like, are there only fans? And then I would hear the players come out. And the thing is, is you don't want to insult the fan base, but it's not the fans fault. Like it's, it's the stadium. It's like all these things, but um, I feel like it's good. Do you think it could impact the team? Like the fact that you guys like, how do you think it will impact you when you walk out there? Um, As far as having fans or not having fans, um, just the overall experience. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. The experience because you walk into these bigger stadiums. Even I love going to away games because of that. You get to experience the stadium, their culture of their play of their fans. You know, and that's something that I think we've lacked here uh, with the Chargers. Just the culture of the fans. It's not because we don't have fans. It's just because like the magnitude behind it isn't like as big. Mm. Um, that's my been my experience, and my experience has always been up in LA. I wasn't down in San Diego, so I can't compare. And right. so the, I think it's just now we're try, we're settled in here. Now we have to try to create a culture. Like you go to the Chiefs, you know, they're all oh, doing that stuff. Or, you know, you got the skull, skull, you know, like stuff like that. Where you, like the bills are jumping off tables and stuff. Or, yeah. You know, like the cultures around these teams. It's really fun to see when I go to op- opposing uh, opposing games. And I also love running out to booze too. So boom, it's like, yeah, you know, uh, that gets me hyped. But, um, you know, it would be, it'd be awesome to see a culture built around the chargers. You know, I'm trying to get it going with the air guitar out there. Maybe everyone start doing that. Who knows? <laughs> it's, I think it's fucking good. And you're, you're conscientious about what you're doing and which I feel like is something that you probably do with everything in your life. We're like, everything has a purpose for Austin Eckler. I could like, you're very good at that. Did you grow up in Lincoln, Nebraska, or did you move to Colorado I early on? I was born there in the end, yeah. Like, I was like one years old when I moved to Colorado Springs. And then how many how many people were on your high school team? Were you 11 on 11? Were you no, eight yeah, eight? we were eight, man. We were eight, man. Or no, no, okay. no, sorry. You sorry, were eight, sorry. man? 11, man. Oh. 11, man. <laughs> we weren't that I, I worked in a... I worked in Nebraska for a little bit, and I covered some of that eight-man yeah. football yeah, I've shit. I've had a camp of that. It's, it's wild. People just running everywhere. It's almost like, yeah. like To two, two 300 people in college. Uh, yeah, in the stands, you know. Like, that would be – especially so, even some of the other schools might have even been worse. You know, there's a few schools like, jeez. Like, I think that the most we had was, yeah, probably like 1,000, 1,500 or 1,500 in my stadium. I mean, you got to think, my entire college student base, staff, everything was like 2,500 students. 
and faculty, wow. right? And so then the town itself was like 4,000. And so it was very, very small. And it was in a, it's in a valley in the Colorado uh, Rocky Mountains. Mm. So it's very limited, like access. And it's like not very accessible. Oh. Look, man, I did the local TV thing. I remember Colorado Springs was in like the 180s of the markets. And I was in Nebraska and it was in like the 105s. So I can only imagine how tiny oh, that yeah. was. You, so if if a scout came in the stands, everybody knew oh, yeah. about it. Because they're like, who's that guy sitting over there with a hat on? <laughs> yeah, with the yeah. NFL's you know, Nate logo on it. Like, oh, man. You know, I, had, I would imagine... You're, Okay, I had go, go. scouts like at practice too. And that was like the first time ever. And people were like, whoa, like there's NFL people here. <laughs> they are real, you know? <laughs> what, were you always comfortable knowing that that could be like, was that always a goal or did you have to have people tell you that it was possible to even think about it? Yeah. I mean, going through my career, my mindset and the way I've just progressed with things that I've been involved in is like focus on the moment. So I didn't really, really start thinking about like the NFL until like after my junior year where my head coach is like, he used to uh, coach Danny Woodhead who played for the Chargers for a while and bounced around a couple teams. Shadron State. Yeah, Shadron State. Yeah, same division, you know, same D2 division. Um, Wait, you're telling me the same guy that coached you coached um, Danny, yeah. Danny yeah. Woodhead? So he was a special teams coach over for Danny when he was over What there. is his name? Uh, Jazz Karen Baines. We used to call him Jazz. Coach Baines. Like the... This sounds like one of the great unknown coaches <laughs> of our life. That's incredible. Yep. He's up there holding it down at Western right now. Um, but yeah, so he told me after my junior year, he's like, look, man, like you have a lot of uh, attributes that remind me of Danny. And he's like, I think you might have, you know, might have a shot to get an opportunity to get your foot in the door in like a camp or something like that. And that was, I was like, yeah, okay. Like, let me focus on my senior year. And yeah, sure enough, then my senior year started and I had scouts at like practices and things like that. That's when it really became real to me. Like, oh. What kind of numbers did you put up? Um, I didn't I look mean, it up. I, I apologize. Know, probably like, Something gaudy? Yeah. I mean, it was like that every year, man. <laughs> every year. I was like, sure. Like a three time All American, academic All American, every, everything, every accolade. And so I was, I was standing mm. out for sure. And so that's why, you know, I got people's attention up there. And, you know, make some scouts come up to Gunnison, Colorado. I bet that's the only time they've ever been there. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I love the fact that you're like, you're going to have to come out to here. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the steakhouse around the corner has a great deal right, on Tuesday right. nights. What was yeah, let's hear. Here? Let's hear these stats. Mm. Mm. 316. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, I, I was I was pumping them out for sure. <laughs> when like, when your when your uh, level of execution is that much higher in an athletic forum, we all marvel. We go, wow, what a, what a run! What is it like when you're in that four or five week span where it's like destroy, destroy? Like, what is what is life like during that span? It's just you kind of know that, like, hey, like, like the progress of the offense is like really revolving around me. Like, I know I need my teammates absolutely. Like, I can't do this by myself, but it's like I need to have good games and to push this offense forward. And so it kind of just a lot leans on you. And then it, it depends on you to get everyone else going as well. Like a lot of people are like leaning on you. So let me, okay, let me, I was a leader. Like I, I was the team captain, like my freshman year. And, you know, that's, 
I was doing well my freshman year too. And so it just puts a lot of pressure and a lot of eyes on you, which I was, I was willing to accept it because I feel like my freshman year, we had like three or four seniors, like the retention rate was terrible when we got there. And I ended up graduating 25 seniors. So we had a group that bought in and actually went yeah. and pushed forward together. And so I think that was just, you know, why our season started turning around, we started having success. It's just because, you know, we're just, okay, let's just, you know, act, let me, I just showed that I cared so much. Like one time I remember my freshman year, man, uh, I got up in front of this offense or in front of the team, like coach like breaks it down. It's like, does anyone else have any else to say? We're on a away game. And I'm sitting there like, everyone's been messing around. Everyone's been like just chilling on their phones and meetings. And I'm just like, this is not like, this is not okay. Like we have a game tomorrow. And I was just so nervous. I remember my boy was just trembling. I just like raised my hand and got up in front of the room. And I was just like, I was like tearing up because I was just so nervous. I'm a freshman, right? I'm like 17, 18 years old and there's a grown man in the room. I'm just like, you guys, like, you guys are not locked in. Like, we need to be way better than this. We have a game tomorrow. We got to focus, you know? And I'm just up there, just my voice is trembling, cracking. I'm just so nervous, but I just, I just cared so much. And that's what I kind of, I think kind of was contagious for the guys throughout just my class. They're just like, yo, this guy really wants to be here. And even for, that's awesome. even like for the guys that didn't want to like go play after, I was like, this is not about, this is not about like, oh, I, I don't need to care because I'm not going to be playing after. It's about principle. It's about knowing, that, hey, whatever I'm involved in, I'm going to work hard just because that's what I'm putting my efforts. That's what I committed to. And so I said that too. That was in my senior speech. And, you know, hopefully leaving those young guys with something to, to build on. But yeah, that's, that's what it was. And I loved it. I loved it because I cared. So I was like, yeah, lean on me if you need to. Let's go. Uh -huh. And then when you're in those five games where it's like bang, 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 like when you shoot in the trash can, does it go in automatically? Like you, you put in a, your passcode and never messes up. Like you're just, you're just on one for six weeks. I don't know about that. You're still human. You know, you still, oh, you course. still need other people to push you too. I'm not going to say I'm always the, hey, okay, I'm getting up early. Let's go guy. But, uh, uh, you know, if you're, if your people are leaning on you mainly, then you got to be, uh, yeah, on your game most of the time. I believe that the baby blue powder blue LA chargers jerseys are the most beautiful jerseys in sport. And I just want to know what it's like to wear it. Right. Cause I don't get to wear it right. in a, in a real fashion. Right. So I, yeah, I just posted a picture on my Instagram where we had like the white background and we're wearing yeah, the, the white pants oh. and then the blue Jersey. And it's just, Oh my goodness. Like it, <laughs> it's like that, that feeling when I walked into the stadium, like when, once I walked up onto the, to the white platform, it's like, come on, Mike, let's get these pictures, man. You just make, it makes me excited just cause I know they look so freaking good. And, uh, for the rest of your life, right. You're going to like, it's, it's like the best photo ever. I know it really of is. You and these incredible jerseys. I want to get it blown up when I'm on my wall. I need a new background. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, do other like players come up to you guys and say, I'm jealous of your jerseys? Um, no, I've never had that. Or be like, Ooh, I need, I need to get that. <laughs> I've, I've never had that experience. I have no idea. I wouldn't imagine they would just because of, I don't know, rival or something like that. I don't know. If you could do a Jersey exchange with anybody past or present, who would you do it with? I would I would switch with Danny, mm. Danny Woodhead. Mm. Just because we came from a very, very similar situation, you know, division two, uh, undrafted, you know, we both ended up making it. He had like a 10 year career. Mm. And so mm. I just respect the heck out of that guy, uh, and what he was able to do. You know, he was never like the guy that was like, oh, he's putting up, you know, Pro Bowl numbers every year, things like that. But that, that's not what it's about when you get here. Like it's about, you know, being, you know, efficient, and doing your job. Sometimes, you know, you might have the backup role and you're not going to be getting the spotlight. 
Um, but I just appreciated his work and his grind and where he come where he came from because I can resonate with that. There, there are lessons in sports that people that don't really love sports don't see sometimes. And like football, one of the lessons that I've always taken from it is situational greatness. That there will be a moment, and then in that moment, you must be great. And your entire legacy can be defined by that moment. And so if you focus on every moment, you'll accumulate a shitload of great moments and then life is awesome. And that's, that's kind of like when I think about Danny, it's like, okay, did he have a hundred yards rushing? No. Did he have maybe seven? Yes. But did that seven come in the fourth quarter when they were driving and they had to have six? Like Danny is one of those guys that I think about momentary greatness, you know? That felt so good coming out right there. That felt really good. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that's kind of what it is, is um, football players are always like one play at a time, one game at a time, and that and they hold that in their lives like forever. Um, and if you accumulate a lot, but that's also what I think is dangerous for people is if they string together a few bad moments, they're like, and they all you really got to do is have one good one. And you can flip it. But I think that's kind of my, uh, that's, that's what I think a lot of people that can't string of the good ones together. They face is they're like, ah, maybe I'm just a shitty moments in a row guy. And it's like, nah, bro, just get one. <laughs> that's how football could be too, man. It's, it's gotta be one play at a time. You never, you know, if something good happens, you can't, you can get emotional about it, but it, it can't be too emotional. Oh. If something bad happens, oh. same thing. You know, it's like, you, you turn the ball over. Okay, well, you still got to go back out there and play. Like, isn't that the game's not over? Like, who, we know you're mad, upset. That's fine. Like, you can be emotional. It's a very emotional yes. game. Yes. Um, but absolutely, you got to be able to move on. It, that takes a lot of mental toughness on our part just to be able to handle the pressure that this game puts on us to succeed. And when you don't, you know, how do you keep moving forward and keep your sanity on us? Do you mind if I ask a question about uh, some teammates really quick? Oh, what you got? My – yeah, yeah. I saw, well, on the stream, I love the fact that you streamed you and some of the other running backs and Herbert working out. Uh, I think it's in this time where fans are looking to interact with the teams and see something because that's something no one's talking about. We don't have reporters there. We don't have videos right now. Like we're not hearing about it and people get excited by things that they see. And so just seeing you guys in the field excited me. I have met Herbert. He is a big dude. And, and I've seen him throw and he has a cannon. Um, what, what were your early glimpses? This is not you judging his entire career, but I'm curious, like, did you like some of the tools that you saw in that workout? Yeah. Um, I think he moves very well for how big he is. I think he's like six, six, something like that. Yeah. And like you said, he can't sling the ball. We were doing walks, like little walkthroughs the other day and he zipped a ball through me and it went right through my hands. I was like, oh, I actually have to like, okay, get my mind locked in when this man's throwing me the ball. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Philip will put a little touch on it, but, you know, I feel like that Phillip's takes time. Philip's spinning it. Philip's trying to right, put in that right. Yeah. He's finessing it in there, you know. I feel yeah. like it takes time to get to, to know, you know, what kind of ball you can throw, how to throw it, things like that. So uh, still a little bit raw and just has a lot to learn with the offense. Obviously, it's a it's so much it's so much mental preparation oh. for quarterbacks. It's actually ridiculous, uh, and then just even actually being able to perform as well. And so, just as far as attributes, yeah, like we're we've been doing some things that are we're trying to work into the offense, and he's moving well, moving look like he's running well. And so, yes. even for being so tall, that's what I just 
it's just new for us because I, I always had Philip, you know, where we're just setting up the pocket around him, you know, bunkering down. I don't think know. Philip QB sneaked your entire career, bro. Not one time. Not one. Not time, one no. time. <laughs> and so it was, yeah, we ride or die with this pocket, you know, if this pocket collapses, you know, it's, yeah. it's not looking good. So um, that actually helped me throw for my protection and stuff like that, that, you know, help those guys out. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see Justin on the field. You know, I'm sad we don't have any freaking preseason games um, just for these young guys, you know, not even just Justin in general, but like we have yeah. Stick out there too, our other quarterback. I'm excited about him too, because he's been looking sharp as well. So that's awesome. we have a good. We have a good competition right there, and I want to see how it plays out. We we've just been doing walkthroughs, so it's really hard to like, you know, diagnose these guys and see like, yes. oh, this guy does this well or not, because we're literally just walking. Like we have tennis shoes on on the field, and I think next Friday we put some pads on, so then we'll Ooh. really get to see, really get to see what's going on with these rookies, and then uh, some of our new vets that we brought in. So that's why I get excited about Tyrod, and then eventually Herbert. Um, because there's an element of this of offense right now that is all about the mobility of the quarterback and mm -hmm. the biggest beneficiaries are the running backs. You know, there's to me, everyone, part of the reason why Kenyon Drake was so phenomenal at the end of last year is because Kyler Murray's ability to hold the edge is incredible. And when I see what Tyrod could be like with you guys, with somebody like um, Hunter Henry, like there, there's a lot, if, it, to me, it, like I look at Andy Reid and what his offense always was, was that tight end to that running back. And if you mm. create that three person weave and then if you have speed on the outside, like yeah, softens it, them up. Yeah, it's just a dynamic that you have to see what your dynamic of your team is and try to morph it to alter the it defense. It fits the culture of the Chargers so well, man. Yeah. Yep. Because your defense is trying to beat the crap out of people and steal the ball. And your offense, if it's like, look, no offense to Philip. Philip is a Hall of Famer. He's amazing. I am just very excited about this new machination of the offense because I think it could be more aggressive. Right. You know, I'm, I'm the same exact way. Like, if Philip was still here, I would love playing for Philip because he makes the game so much easier for us. But I'm also at the same time like, okay, let's see what we can do with this, with this group right. we got here, you know? Like, it's just, it's something new, you know? So let's try it out. Let's like, let's see if the grass is greener on the other side, you know? And maybe it is, maybe it's not, you know, that's how, that's how life works out. Maybe exactly. it works out, maybe it doesn't and we got to change. So, you know, only time will tell. And I, I hope if Chargers fans end up listening to this, my one message would be don't, don't fall into this bullshit quarterback controversy thing. Yeah. Management did a great decision getting Tyrod Taylor so that it could be some form, not so that we could argue about it, so that there's not pressure on a rookie to come in during a fucking coronavirus and figure out how to pick up an offense and throw him out there. Like Tyrod deserves his chance. Enjoy 100%. it. And then if one day Herbert shows up and they're like, how do we not play this kid? Then they'll do it. That's but perfect. like. I don't know. I just I'm so done with the quarterback controversy thing because it's typically argued by people that aren't paying attention to the team every day. That's just right. how I always see it. Exactly. Exactly. Because I mean, people forget like Tyrod's going to like year nine, I think he is. You know, like the dude's been around for a long time, so he gets football at the NFL level. And Justin's coming in year one, and so just that vast difference and just experience and knowledge of the game is is it prevalent like you can see it on the field like when you're watching these guys operate the offense you know one 
know, okay, he's a little more, more conservative and doesn't know really the checks and stuff like that. One's out there just bang, 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 bang. I got this, you know? So yes. that stuff takes time. It was what we set it up for, which is perfect. Like, you know, like you mentioned, like Tyler's going to come in, let's go, man. He's a great athlete, you know, quarterback. Let's see, let's see what he can do with us. You know, coach Lynn, even our head coach has won playoff games with him over at the bills. That's so, the thing know. is, is if they had their best years together, how do you not run it back one more time? Exactly. Run exactly, it back. Man. Get the band back together. So yeah, don't yeah. People need to stop acting like Tyrod. Like who's Tyrod? Because he was a backup last year behind Philip. You know, like he wasn't gonna come in and start with Philip. That Philip's been here longer than, or he was here longer than anybody besides the owners. You know, so this is his. That's team. wild. You know, <laughs> almost <laughs> as wild, almost as wild as you putting up three fifteen five times the other day for the Hard hey, Knocks Cowboys. Hey. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Three fifteen, like I nothing. I need to see that footage. Where's that at? <laughs> Oh no, I just saw it on your stream you talking about it. <laughs> oh yeah, but for sure. For sure. How how much more entertaining do you think everyone's going to try and be when they notice the hard knocks cameras? So, I actually haven't seen it. Besides okay. one time, besides one time yesterday, <laughs> I think uh I think it was Hunter Henry was mic'd up and man just randomly, "Oh, let's break it down." It was like, "Oh, that's a mic'd up guy. <laughs> that's definitely a mic'd up guy." <laughs> That's so funny. And I was like, who's this guy? You know, uh, but he, that's his kind of his personality. You know, he's yeah. more relaxed. He's funny like that. So, uh, you know, that's the only time I really see him because they do a good job of staying discreet and really, really don't see him. So, but sometimes they're back there with, with the boon, you know, the like trying mic. to like, trying to like get in there with you. It's that's like, so good. Oh, okay. Okay. Like now my whole conversation has just changed. You know? How, how different of an energy is it without a guy like Philip where it's, it, and I'm not saying I'm not, I don't want to talk about the void, but just like, what is the energy difference? What would an end of practice been like with Philip versus not? Um, I don't think it would have been much different as far as the energy of practice. I mean, Philip definitely had, you know, an aura around him as far as like comfortability feeling yeah. in the offense, just because he did run everything like basically a coach on the field. Um, but I think Shane's done a good job with, you know, with these guys. And Tyrod's been here two years now, too. So it's kind True. of like it's the same, you know, stigma around it. It's just like, it just feels like, yeah, we all know what we're doing. We all feel like everyone else is locked in and ready to go. So as far as energy, yeah. I, feel, I mean, it was like Philip was out there. Yeah, let's go, guys. Bring it so. down, you know, things like that. Yeah. You know, that's not his personality. You know, he was more low-key, you know, hang out with the boys. Uh, and then on game day, let's go, baby, ultra competitive guy. And that's what the best, that's the thing about Philip. Everyone uh, sees him on game day and him on game day is a lot different than him, you know, in the locker room oh, yeah. hanging out with us. Him he's on an game Alabama day, boy. He's yelling at refs. He's yelling at defenders. He's yelling at us to get going stuff like that. Uh, and then you get in the locker room or on the plane or even just chilling around and, you know, practice and you just down to earth, just chill guy. Every defensive player that I have ever talked to has said their favorite quarterback to face is Philip Rivers. Every right. single one. Like like Marcus Peters is one of my favorite people because mm -hmm. he's just him raw all the time. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about Philip Rivers and he was like I fucking love that guy. He's like he's like he's like cuz he would yell at you and it would shock you at first cuz you were like he's yelling at me yeah. and and I feel like Part of Phillip's problem was he inspired defensive players so much that you guys always got their best effort because right. he was shit talking the right. hell out of those guys. Oh yeah, I loved it, man. I love it. He'd be he'd be out there telling them they're you're lined up wrong, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, like he just knows like their defensive coordinator and how he's been around it so much that he just knows what they're doing. 
and he's like what are you uh, doing like you know that's your responsibility stuff like that <laughs> you know or just just talking trash just talk trash you know just because they they're talking trash to him but it's, i loved it man it, 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 it honestly make me laugh every time and it's all, no swear words either it's always just like always thought out well like <laughs> insults <laughs> so good uh austin eckler what is your twitch stream is it austin eckler yeah, it's Austin Eckler. So twitch.tv forward slash Austin Eckler. And okay, if we're going to do marketing right now, what's one thing you could say that would blow up? If you were to say right now that you should go higher than Christian McCaffrey in fantasy, like I'm pretty sure I'm just that you don't have to. I'm just saying marketing wise, it would give you like a nice little bump for like two days on the top of pro football. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I ain't trying to stir. Okay, I ain't trying good, to stir up the pots around that. What's so Christian. funny about that is who the fuck cares? Oh, Austin, like it would be funny if Austin Eckler was like Austin Eckler. Honestly, that's the thing. A I lot know. of people care. Like, he thinks he's better. Did you see the numbers last year? And like a lot of people care. And that's that's why I wouldn't say anything like that. I'm not. To me, it'd be like so funny if, if it was like if it was like Austin Eckler thinks he's an eighth round pick and might slump this year. That shit would crack right. me up. Right. Like there was like some dude like that was talking. He's got like, got a good following on uh, Instagram or something about uh, fantasy, and he said like that I was gonna suck. I was a, a like a bad pick this year, and I commented back on there, and that thing blew up over me just explaining like how he, I, I said he was like one or like you know just seeing it single-minded like he wasn't yeah. broadening his horizons and seeing how just versatile i am in the offense and then that thing blew up over just like one comment so uh it's because no, you're I, blowing I'm, up it's I'm because very, you're blowing I'm very up. careful with my uh my fantasy, fantasy. talk <laughs> you are blowing up i think that you are a fun person to follow check out his stream austin eckler and have fun with this ride. I can tell that you've been talking for a long time and now it's like, holy shit, people are listening. Enjoy right. it. Hey, Enjoy it, you, man. man. Keep it fun because it's fun to watch. Thank you. Hey, that's what we're trying to do. That's, I love my community over there on Twitch. We have a bunch of fun, do a bunch of giveaways, come win a bobblehead, stuff like that. Hey. Like, uh, all the knickknacks. Uh, you know what you should talk to if panini ever reaches out to you about signing autographs Mm -hmm. i would say to talk to them and see if on one of the new cards they could pick a photo with you doing the air guitar Mm -hmm. um because i feel like you collaborating with them to make that more of a thing would be really awesome right because if that's the cards you're giving away too with like the air guitar that's fucking dumb that would be sick because that's like my staple you know people are always like are you gonna switch up your your celebration like i can't i can't like like i remember like early in my rookie career like i'd be at like signings and stuff or like be at like a team event and be like oh who are you like you know the air guitar guy like oh yeah like i know you like i love you exactly you know it's like now i just know oh austin yeah he's gonna play guitar but you know that's kind of like my staple stable for the team for maybe you know new fans or people that are not fans of charge that see me you know? so, so if I'm they ever reach out anytime. if they ever reach out be like panini this is the card that i want i'm willing to work with you listen michael jackson said maybe i'm gonna try something other than the moonwalk today do your fucking shit all right right right, right. pleasure <laughs> talking to you man hey thank you bro i appreciate your time austin eckler um that was fun uh i i watched a few of his streams beforehand and i went oh, okay the NFL is getting younger. The NFL is getting more aware. And I love the fact that he 
he's one of those guys that you're like, wow, he's exceeded expectations and he has that focus. And while he wants to promote himself, there's also humility. So check him out. I've enjoyed everything he streamed. I'm going to follow him because if I need inside scoops on the Chargers, he's probably going to say it on the stream. Check it out. I am the L-E-F-K-O-E man. Shout out to Ingber, uh, to McKean. Uh, who else do we have in here that's been sitting with me on a Friday afternoon? Nick G and Grande, little Zach action. Uh, and David, thank you for chiming in with the statistics. To Jake doing the editing uh, and to Eddie Mostert, if he's listening to, you're all great. I love you a lot. Peace. Holla, holla, holla. Be out you.